The Detroit Tigers drop a ball game on Wednesday afternoon by a score of 4-1 to to the Minnesota Twins. Let's talk about it today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Thursday, August 4th, 2022. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Okay, uh, first and foremost, yesterday's show at the very beginning, I tried to talk quietly at the beginning of today's show because yesterday all my levels were fine, the levels didn't change. I don't know what happened, but I like for the first second of yesterday's show, the volume just freaked out and I was so loud and I just want to formally apologize if you're a headphone listener, uh, if if even I mean, if you're a, a TV listener, if, if you're watching on YouTube, whatever, that had to be a little bit of a, a jump scare. And I just want to apologize for that because that that was when I went back and uh, somebody had pointed it out and I went back. I, it, it scared the heck out of me and it was my show and I knew what was happening. So uh, I, I'm very sorry for the first second of yesterday's show and, and why. I don't know. I've triple checked the levels. None of them change in the middle of the show or anything. I have no clue what was going on, but uh, we hopefully we're good now. And if not, I try to talk really quietly at the beginning of this one just to like double check and, and, and triple make sure that it wasn't going to happen again. Um, also, yesterday's show was I, I got a lot of great uh, reception for it because a lot of fans are, are very upset. So I just want to start the show by saying thank y'all because uh, even with the, the depths that we have reached this season for the on-the-field product of the Tigers organization, even the off-the-field stuff has, has been you know pretty miserable. I think faith in the front office and ownership is the lowest it's been uh, since before Mike bought the team. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's been, it's been a, a very rough year. And so I, I, my, the numbers on this show have, have not wavered. If anything, they continue to grow, even though the team is, is having a catastrophic year and that is all due to, to y'all. So the, the support that I continue to see and that this show continues to see, even with the season that we're having means you, you will never know how much that means to me. Um, uh, yeah, um, um, uh, <laughs> but ha- had quite a road to, to get to, to where I am today. And, uh, if I was able to tell, you know, middle school, me, high school, me that, you know, that I was able to, to, to have a platform and, and get paid to, to talk about the tigers, I'd, you know, and that would have been a, a pretty crazy moment. So I just want to, to say that I very much appreciate all of you for real. Um, because I, I, you know, you're going to deal with crap no matter anytime you have a platform on the internet with anything. But I, I think the, the main reoccurring fans that, that, and listeners that I have on, on this show and, and this community we've kind of built is, is fantastic. And you guys are awesome. And uh, I, I very much appreciate each and every one of you. Okay, let's get to the actual Tigers. I've spent way too much time at the beginning being soppy. Um, soppy? Sappy? 
whatever the word is, sappy, I think. I don't know what soppy is. So, Tigers dropped this one 4-1. to This is embarrassing, to be honest with you. This is really not good. This is a, a team that struck out, I believe it was 41 times in this series. Uh, like 14 today, 13 yesterday, 14 the day before that. Is that 41? I think it is. Wow. I, I That was off the dome math and I nailed it. I'm not, that's a rarity for yours truly. So I'm pretty impressed with myself there, but that's not, you know, not good. 41 K's in a three game series. Not great. Not great, Bob. So this was really same story, different day. We scored one run. We had four hits and five total base runners. And the most frustrating part about this game specifically on the offensive side of the ball was the fact that they could not hit fastballs down the middle. And, and, and that's been, that's been a, okay. Also, I'm recording this during like a biblical sized thunderstorm. If you live in the, the Metro Detroit, South East Michigan, um, you, you are, are dealing with this as well. So if you, if it, you can hear the thunder or if you see the flashes of lightning, if you're watching on YouTube, just, I, I can't help it. Um, so they, they could not hit fastballs down the middle and it was, it was mind boggling and it didn't stop. It was the entire game. Look, I, I I really like Joe Ryan. I think he's really nice. I think he's got a bright future. I think that's a that's a really good piece that the Twins have developed, and I think he's going to be a problem for the Tigers for a long time. Location-wise, he wasn't that good today, command-wise. He went five innings, three hits, one earned run, no walks, nine Ks. He dominated you. I, I, I mean, and he only had 78 pitches through five. And, you know, in a perfect world, he, he just keeps going. But, I mean, like, golly, it was consistent. Fastballs on the heart of the plate, swung and missed. Fastballs hard of the plate, swung and missed. Uh, tried to go fastball high, missed his spot. Ended up being a fastball at the belt, swung and missed. Um, a lot of foul balls. A lot of fouling off fastballs. It was unbelievable how many fastballs this team just honestly refused to hit. And you know what the craziest part about it is that Joe Ryan, the Twins saw that that was like happening and just only threw fastballs because they're like, well, they can't hit them. What are we doing? Listen to listen to this. Listen, this is mind-boggling stuff. I I've I'm truly not sure I've ever seen anything like this. Okay? Like this this is the kind of stuff that my like nerdy like analytical brain freaks out on. Okay? Joe Ryan's pitch mix, 78 pitches. He threw three change-ups, five sliders, eight curveballs, and 62 four-seam fastballs. 62 of 78 pitches were four-seam fastballs. That's 80%. I didn't do that math in my head. It's on the screen. 80% four-seam fastballs. He had 16 whiffs on the fastball alone. He had 18 on the game. And the command wasn't good. You should never have 16 whiffs on a four-seam fastball, ever. I don't care who you are, who you're playing, what level you're playing at. As a team, you should not be swinging and missing at 16 four-seam fastballs. It's a straight pitch. 
And, and again, the command was not even that good. And, and the average velocity was 92 in 2022. 92 miles an hour is, is, is nothing. That That's below average. I, I, was, I was dumbfounded. I wasn't even mad anymore. Like at some point it just becomes impressive how much of a flop and how how much of a, a, a just – I'm numb to it. I'm numb to this team performing like this, and, and, I, and I'm numb to all of it. And at some point it just becomes somewhat funny. This is remarkable. The average exit velocity was 74 miles an hour. That is nothing. That's nothing. It got fouled off 19 times. He threw it 62 times. It got put in play six times. For an average exit velo of only 74 miles an hour, it got fouled off almost 20 times, and it got swung through 16 times. Called strike 12 times. His four-seam fastball that he threw 80% of the time had a CSW called strikes plus whiffs percentage of 45%. Almost half of the fastballs he threw were either called strikes or swinging strikes. How is that possible? It's 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 just the team never fails to amaze me. I I I'm serious. I have never seen anything like this. I, I have never seen a performance offensively like we saw on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, it is it is mind-boggling. 45% CSW. And he threw it 80. You knew it was coming. He threw it 80% of the time. He didn't throw any of his other pitches didn't even reach 10 times thrown. You knew it was the four seam. And at some point in like the second inning, he just went, they cannot hit this 92 mile an hour fastball down the middle. I'm just going to keep throwing it. And it worked. What an unbelievably embarrassing offensive performance. I Dumbfounded. Dumbfounded. Truly. Okay. Let, let's keep talking about the game. We'll get to the pitching side of things and everything. But first, I got to tell y'all about our friends over at BlueNile.com. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, the diamond size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her engagement ring. Each ring is truly one of a kind. If you're looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every single budget make your moment sparkle with the jewelry from blue and going on now is the blue nile anniversary sale you can save up to 40 percent on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25 percent on engagement ring settings plus every order is insured it ships free and it arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside so you can shop completely stress-free find your forever piece at bluenile.com today All right, everybody, welcome back to segment two here at Lockdown Tigers. 
Thanks for making us your first listen every single day. Uh, free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. So, Tigers lost 4-1 to one to the Minnesota Twins, and they had five base runners, four hits. Notable performances. Riley Green has become very, not interesting, because we all know that's a dumb word, but he has become very fascinating. I feel like that's my go-to replacement, and it's just going to make me then hate the word fascinating. But he, he it, is, it is somewhat remarkable how he is struggling unless there's a runner in scoring position. Like all of his hits in the last three games have been RBIs. And then besides that, it's it's honestly a lot of Ks and, and a lot of ground balls to the right side of the infield. Just like consistently, it, it, it's, it's unreal, honestly, not necessarily in the most positive connotation, but it, it's wild to me that he is he, he's clutch and he'll put the ball in play when somebody's in scoring position and he knows that that he that he's got a job to do and his job is to score a run and, and and he scores the run more times than not but if there's nobody on base or if there's a runner on first he he's laboring and i mean his numbers he's got a 640 ops that's obviously not very good i'm pretty sure one i think one of the two sites has him at a negative war and one has him at like zero or like just barely positive they use different calculations and metrics and everything to determine their war so um it's uh it's it, it it's i i haven't really seen any like miguel cabrera i guess is the closest kind of thing to that but he he's been hit you know he hit almost 300 leading up for, for majority of the season he's been struggling lately but he, he maintained almost a 300 batting average for a while but he was doing a thing where, like, if there was nobody on, Miguel Cabrera was an automatic out. But if there was a man on third, every single time you best believe he was going to drive that runner in, uh, whether it was a, a sack fly with less than two outs or he was going to hit a you know weak single to the right side, he, he was always scoring runners in the first half of the year. It's just those seem to be his only hits. And and it seems to be pretty similar to Riley Green. The, the main thing that Green has to work on right now is, A, Quicker swing, almost, I guess I would say. Just don't have a hole up and in. He's got a long swing, kind of like Cody Bellinger. And Cody just has a massive hole up and in the strike zone that, that people just throw fastballs in. It's automatic strikeouts. Um, and don't, don't so don't, don't do that, obviously. Make adjustments. Don't have that hole up and in. Um, but also, I, I think one of the things that, that he needs to work on is just simply approach at the plate. Like, he he's... He is early on. It seemed like he was aggressively patient. And now, especially again, when there's nobody on, he almost seems like he, he's just getting eaten up at times and, and, and whatnot. He'll be fine. I, I am like, like I said, I, I am more of a Riley green believer than, than any player in this entire organization. I think this dude is going to be absolutely incredible. Um, but slow start out the gates as on brand. For this season, as on brand for for every single player. The other thing with Riley Green is the power stroke. That's been, you know, his his walk numbers are are pretty solid. He's walking a decent amount. His strikeout numbers lately, especially, have been high. Uh, his batting average, I you know, could be a bit higher. It's two thirty five. That that's not amazing. But I, I'm not a huge batting average guy anyway. Um, the the big thing for right now is translating the power stroke from the minors to the majors because. 
Riley Green's got a great eye, and Riley Green can hit the ball hard and far. He mashes. And so, just having that translate to the major league level. I still want him to be leadoff. I still think he should be getting more at-bats than anybody else on this team. And at the end of the day, that's what I want in a leadoff hitter. I, I don't need the you know old-school 70s and 80s, oh, I want a guy with no power that's super fast and, and whatever. Like I, I just want the player that you think should be getting the most at-bats on your team should be in the one and two holes because they get the most at-bats on the team. I'm okay with Riley Green continuing to get the most at-bats on the team for the time being. All right. He, he just going to – I know, and I'm regurgitating. I said it again. That's two a days in a row. I've been really big on that word. I know I'm just saying the same thing that I said about Torque and, and that everybody said about Torque, and, and you don't want to be too quick to jump the gun on, on a young kid, but I, I know it's frustrating. <laughs> Lord, no, I, I, I know. I, I really do. I know it's frustrating, and I know no one wants to – hear this again um but but he he'll be okay he he's unbelievable he's, he's an incredibly talented player and that's kind of it i don't even want to want to talk about anyone else on the offense harold castro had three hits cool didn't amount to really anything uh yeah uh jonathan scope had three k's eric haas had four k's everybody struck out a ton we had 14 strikeouts I, that that's it for the offense whatever going to the pitching side of things um andrew chafin pitched in this one i did not think he looked as sharp as we're used to seeing him but whatever uh Derek law pitched in this one Derek law controversial call up and and left in the game too long in toronto he then comes in throws a ton of sliders the velocity is up from what we're usually used to seeing from him in the minors or in his several stints in the majors um but he doesn't look that sharp and I would imagine that his days are somewhat numbered uh, on this major league team. I don't expect Derek Law. Like, I, I personally, I would rather have Angel DeJesus in this bullpen than Derek Law at the moment. I'm not really sure what they're doing there. Uh, th there might be some more roster moves coming. We don't know. There might be some DFAs. Really, the rest of the year is just going to be, it should be, just weeding out what what you have on the roster and trying to thin out the, the roster and get rid of kind of the the access fat or along the 40 man at least um and and start making some space for some players that that can make a difference and so i'm not 100 percent sure Derek long is Derek long Derek law is longed for that's what i was trying to say for the roster um but we will see i mean this is two performances and, and neither of them went very well Jose Cisnero, I wanted to say for last because his stuff moves a ton. He's so talented and, and he's so good. And his sinker is, is, a, is a crazy plus pitch that moves a ton and, and has good velo on it, good shape. Today, he just had no command. Uh, I mean, he was – he was that four-pitch walk was, was tough to watch. He, he went out there and threw the sinker. I think he threw the sinker four times. It was either three or four times. And every single one, he was trying to pinpoint, and, and it just tailed too far inside, tailed too far inside, tailed up and in too far. Like, it, it really was a, a brutal outing command-wise for him. He only gave up one run in one inning, so I guess at, at the end of the day, it wasn't the worst thing ever. But that's a couple outings in a row where we've noticed that his command has not been as sharp as we'd like it. I know he's still trying to slowly blend in to the bullpen and get used to he was a huge workhorse before the injury he we used him he was used I think one of the most in all the American League 
his last full season in, in 2021. So uh, very, very much going to get him back. He's going to be okay. His, his stuff moves a lot. I, I love Jose Cisnero, but early on, the, the command has been uh, not fantastic. Okay, we're going to get to Tyler Alexander and then the roster moves that were made by the team after I tell y'all about our friends over at Built.com. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. That It's as simple as that. And guess what? There's a new flavor. It's indulgent cookie dough. It's delicious. It's covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite, Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs have a light, chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate like all Built Bars are. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it, plus it's healthy for you. Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs are only 160 calories. They have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. So run to Built.com, snag a box for you and the family. It'll be a perfect treat. Or you can find a really good hiding place and just kind of hoard them all for yourself. That's what I do. Like all Built Bars, the new Cookie Dough Chunk Puff is covered in 100% real chocolate, like I said, and that means it's healthy and tasty. Cookie dough, the, the texture, it's just, it's phenomenal. They're made with protein. Your body absorbs more efficiently, provides tons of health benefits. It really is amazing how good it is and good for you it is. You're going to love it. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15. You can get 15% off. Of your order. It's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, everybody. Welcome back to our third and final segment here at Locked on Tigers. Thanks for making us your first listen every single day. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Tyler Alexander got the start in this one. Five innings, two hits, two earned runs, one walk, five Ks. I was pretty impressed with Tyler. And look, I got this weird rap as being like a, like a Tyler Alexander hater at the end of last season and in the offseason because I was just very adamant that I want Tyler Alexander to be a long reliever for this baseball team. Before we signed Michael Pineda, the big thing was, oh, is he going to be the fifth starter or not? And I was just very adamant on, A, you need depth, and B, I, I, I think he excels more in a reliever role now turns out everybody decided to get hurt so he we're going to need him to start games anyway but they really did push it off and they they waited until the last possible second to to actually do that I mean they could have made him a starter a, a much longer time ago when the injuries were and I know he got hurt at one point too but uh when the injuries were, were starting to pile up and no they kept him in the bullpen and now you know really twisted their arm with with all the all of the injuries we've had 15 different starters golly but um, so, but I thought he looked good. I, I was pretty darn impressed with Tyler Alexander. He had 12 whiffs in five innings. That's a good number. Five strikeouts in five innings is solid. Only one walk. Uh, the average exit velocity was sub 90 CSW percentage called strikes plus whiffs, uh, 32% of his pitches, almost one third of his pitches were either called strikes or, or swinging miss strikes. That's pretty solid. Um, I, I, he, two hits. I mean, he, he was solid. It, it was one mistake. He kind of made where, well, a couple mistakes, I guess, where he got hit pretty hard uh, in that one inning of work. What is it? The the second inning. He got hit hard a couple of times in, in that inning, and that ended up costing him. And, and really, besides that, it was it was pretty good. I was really impressed with, A, the pitch mix. He really mixed everything up super well. Uh, looked like a, like a seasoned vet out there. 66 pitches 
Uh, 24 of them were the four seam, 13 change up, 13 cutter, nine slider, seven sinker. That's beauty. That that's that's beautiful. So uh, I, I was really impressed with that. I also loved the shape of the slider. He only threw it nine times. I was like, hey man, keep keep throwing that thing. I, I thought it was it had really good movement today. It was biting. It was like almost a curveball at one point because of how the shape that it took and how it was kind of diving more vertically than horizontally. I, I was I was really impressed. I was really impressed. And and it doesn't change my opinion of Tyler Alexander's role on this team for the future when everyone's at full health. But I have always been in support of him being the spot starter when injuries happen and will continue to be because of outings like this. He's going to keep you in ball games. He's not going to make it so that a game is out of reach. He is going to do good enough to, to keep a team in it. And that's exactly what you need in that kind of hybrid Swiss Army knife role of, of reliever starter. So I think Tyler Alexander holds a lot of value. I think he's always held a lot of value. And I was impressed with this outing. Okay, that's it for the game. We're done. Four to one offense was same same story, different day was really the the in story of this one. Michael Fulmer did pitch. That was a a storyline as well in Wednesday's game. Um I will say this. I saw him throw his slider cutter thingy, and I thought to myself. This is, I'm no longer going to get to say the slider cutter thingy. And it made me sad because I don't know what it is. Some people say it's a slider on the broadcast that, you know, good slider, good slider. And then there's some people you go and you listen to them and, oh yeah, that really nice cutter. And so most of the season, I've just been calling it the slider cutter thingy. And I no longer get to break down and analyze Michael Former's slider cutter thingy. And that's sad. So, it, I mean, it was a weird moment. Like, I mean, objectively, I, I feel like, you know, seeing him in red was just weird. Um, he pitched a damn good inning. I'll tell you that. A, a dang good inning. He 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 looked really sharp. Uh, I'm not really sure what Harold Castro was doing. Uh, maybe he thought like, oh, I, I know my buddy's timing and I'm going to try to steal on him. I don't know what that was, but uh, it did not work at, at all. Um, got a strikeout in there. Got, eh, it was kind of a bad call, but whatever. He looked really good. He looked really good. And, um, yeah, it that, that one stung a little bit. I'm going to be honest. That was not a very fun inning to watch. But, uh, again, kind of kind of numb to it at this point. We do this every single deadline. So, um, I'm used to it, and I'm probably going to stay used to it for, for the foreseeable future, unfortunately. We do have a couple of roster moves. Tarek Skubal placed on the 15-day IL, retroactive August 2nd, which means that uh, even though he was technically put on the IL on August 3rd because he hasn't played a game since August 2nd, you can cheat and say, oh, no, we're just going to pretend like he, we could put him on August 2nd. So it'll be on the 15-day IL, but it'll only be for two weeks, uh, which means he'll miss a few starts in there. Willie Peralta has returned. We kind of rumored, we talked about on the show that I expected him to come back. I think it was Tuesday, deadline day. I expected him to come back then. He didn't, but I did say, you know, he was close. And if it wasn't Tuesday, it was going to be really soon. I hoped it wasn't at the expense of a Tarek Skubal injury, but here we are. So Willie Peralta's back. That's going to be, again, this bullpen just needs someone to eat innings. We don't have starters that can consistently go deep into games. This bullpen's going to be really gassed. So Willie Peralta is going to be vital 
in, in the sense that he's going to be a dude that you can go to in the pen and, and knock out three innings for you and, and pitch good baseball. Zach Short, option to Triple A Toledo. He was recalled for Daz Cameron. Uh, Zach Short is is just going to continue to be that. He's just going to be a 4A guy that if you have an open roster spot, he'll come up, and if you don't, he'll get sent down. Daz Cameron, uh, we can presume, is is taking the outfield spot that Robbie Grossman had. So we have back to that. What is that? Four outfielders. Um, well, I don't even know because like who? What position is Willie Castro play? Whatever. Um, so, so we're back to, uh, to, to that on the roster. Daz Cameron has not been hitting insanely well down there in the minors. Um, I would say that he has shown flashes. He's gone on some streaks. He's gone on some hot streaks where he, and this has been really, to be honest with you, a majority of his professional career has been like hot and cold streaks. He'll go on tears where he's an electric player when he is on because he's so athletic and, and so fast. And, and when he is hitting well, he's got such a beautiful swing. He, he can be a plus defender. Like when, when everything is clicking and he's on a heater, he is, he is fun to watch and, and he is uh, a must have in the lineup, but then he goes on cold stretches where, where it, I mean, it gets brutal. So uh, he, he's really just continued that it, it, the overall numbers aren't fantastic in the minors this year, but um he, he certainly has had some some hot flashes like we're used to. So uh, we'll see what we're getting with Daz. We, we really need him to, to take another step forward. We really need a lot of these guys, most of the roster, actually, to just take a step forward and, and really be consistently good because, uh, like, who has been? <laughs> who, who has been? No one. And that's why we have, I believe, we're closing in on the third worst record in baseball. So there you go. Okay, that'll do it for me. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every single day. And I'll make your second listen to Lockdown MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and his unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories from around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Lockdown MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast, just like this one. I think that's all I got. I think that's all I got. Um, Tough tough season tough season but uh we're in it for the long haul at least, at least i am i don't blame anyone for not joining me on that truly i don't um but but uh i'm still here against my better judgment because i'm i'm an idiot peace and love going to therapy's dope we will catch y'all tomorrow for our last episode of the week um hopefully recapping a win That would be nice. All right. See you tomorrow. Go Tigers, baby.